Talk to me a little about your website, right? Because again, $20 million a year agency, and essentially you've got a couple of pages. And one of the ones that stands out to me too is a pricing page. And the pricing on it is 20K and up per month, right? It's very clear, it's very distinct. Whereas a lot of traditional agencies might say, we don't want to put that on the website because we want our sales team to be able to introduce our offers and really anchor that pricing against whatever it is that we're pitching. Talk to me a little bit about how you've kind of designed your website, right? And how you see websites fitting in, especially in the whole agency and kind of B2B marketing process. So in 2017, I started to become really obsessed with the way that customers wanted to buy if you asked them and you actually listened to them. And what I noticed is that the things that our customer, this is this at this point, we're selling into directors and procurement people at hospitals, but it's actually pretty universal here. And to understand that the way that those people want to buy is fundamentally misaligned with how our company wants to sell. The buyer wants to meet with a sales rep when they want to buy and they ask for it. We go to them and say, hey, can you have a meeting with us? And we cold call them all day to get a meeting that we, and then we get the meeting and we almost never win it because they're not ready to buy. The customer wants to read the clinical data. They want to talk to a peer in another facility that they trust and they want to consume content from our business all before they meet with our sales team. But we don't, we weren't even doing any of that as a company. They told us that they uh, use social media more than 55% of the people that we asked at that time, this is 2017, it's way higher now, used social media to research, discover and evaluate medical products using at that point, it was Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter were the top three. This data is five years old. And so it's probably updated. And it was also in a specific niche, I would encourage people to actually do the research for yourself. We ran a in qualitative research for 90 days, interviewing people that were our customers, non-customers inside of the field. And then I went out and did a large-scale market research survey using that to actually figure out with a large, more than 500 responses to our, go back to our executives and say, look, we just, I interviewed 500 people at our top gold and silver accounts. Here's what they have to say about how they want to buy. And here's how we sell. Where are the gaps here? And they're everywhere. And so when it comes to our website, what we recognize is that the website now is really, especially if you sell through sales, not product led, the website is a way for people to execute buyer enablement. I want to be able to on my own time, not meet with your sales team, get the information that I need in order to make a buying decision and a place where they can book a time with someone to talk about working with us. That's what people actually want out of a website. And then we do all the other work inside of dark social. We feed it with content. We have three podcasts as a company that run one of them is is mine. We have 50 plus people that post on LinkedIn multiple times a week. We run events four to 10 times a month with hundreds of people that show up. All of that stuff is where we get the demand creation part of it. And the website is built to capture the demand for people that already want to buy. And so it's a fundamental, it just goes back to the thing that I said before, it's a fundamental shift from website content to dark social content and what the goals of those two things are. When the internet was simple in 2011, nobody would like very few people in B2B were using social networks. There weren't communities in Slack and there's like hundreds of them now the pot people weren't listening to podcasts every day people weren't going to virtual webinars in 2011 so what did they do when they want to buy something they went to Google and said how do I do this it's just simply not how buyers buy anymore it's simply not how the internet has gone come so far where all that stuff is getting answered inside of TikTok, inside of LinkedIn inside of a podcast and then before they go to Google they already know what they want and they search refine labs 
not how do I grow my business with a B2B marketing agency? That's how you win. You have to, you, at this point, you have to win before someone gets to Google. If you're, and that's why there are so many like lack of strategy commodity agencies that just sit and run, they run their SEO play just like they do for their customers and their 500, 700K in revenue per year. And they can never get over that because they sell commodity stuff and they don't create demand. And do you think, I mean, obviously we're, we're talking specifically B2B and even more, a little bit more specifically probably on the B2B SaaS side, right? But do you feel like this concept extends more or less everywhere today, right? So when I think of an attorney, right? If I'm looking for an attorney, do you think that the same concept applies where, you know, maybe I saw some content before and then I'm going to seek out that attorney? Or do you feel like some industries lag behind a little bit, right? Some industries are still a little bit this more universal. point of search. I need this now. I'm going to search for it now. Um, and then I, I actually agree with e-commerce too. I mean, e-commerce, it's it's all social. It's very yeah, similar. Yeah, the lawyer, this is universal and it doesn't have to do with the seller. It has to do with the buyer, right? So when I was looking for a, a lawyer for our company, I went to three other CEOs that I trusted and I said, hey, do you have a lawyer that you would recommend that you use? And then they rec I got two recommendations. I went directly to their websites. I called them or set up time. I talked to them and I chose one. I didn't go to Google and say, who's the best lawyer in Massachusetts? That's a word of mouth, dark social thing. The same thing could have some law firm came out of a great way of like how to scale from zero to 20 million and all the things that you're going to fuck up when you're a CEO. And they had that podcast and they taught me a bunch of stuff along the way. I probably would have used them. The lawyers are outdated industries because they don't follow the things that buyers are doing. And then if you look at e-com, like the only reason in the entire world that you would visit an e-commerce website is to buy their product. You might stumble upon it when you do some long tail SEO search. I'm not over here saying that no S like SEO doesn't make an impact. I'm saying that you're very narrowly focused on a small amount of people and it's moving in a direction that buyers are moving the opposite way. Buyers are leaving search, going to social, and you're spending more time in search. And so you're just going to have a limited amount of demand. It's just purely a reaction to people. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how complicated this is. When I think about marketing, I think about understanding the market so well that you can speak and advocate for them in the entire strategy. Yeah. Other people think about it as running Google ads. Yeah, no, 100%. I just posted a video last week, actually, that on my YouTube channel that got a lot more attention than my other stuff because I, I'm, it, when people see me, they think SEO just because I've been doing it for almost 15 years. But, you know, the video basically just talked about how I agree. I don't think SEO is dead by any means, right? As long as, as long as people are still using Google for stuff, there will still be an avenue to capture attention, capture traffic, whatever it looks like, whether it's a branded search or more of a buyer specific type search, what have you, right? And one of the, the cases that I cited actually was on my LinkedIn feed last week and the CEO of Animals, which is a great content marketing company for B2B SaaS, she actually decided to step down. And what she cited was, she was like, what are we doing here anymore, people? Like, we're just just doing the same strategy over and over again. She was like, there's just nothing more we can innovate in this space when it comes to B2B SEO anymore, because everyone is just going out, hiring a writer, creating this content that really has no value. It has no insight anymore. It has nothing. Exactly. And, and what it, they should be doing is say, it's no, we don't need to innovate in SEO. We got to go because our job is to grow our customers. Yeah not to do SEO. And that's where agencies get caught. They focus on a thing. And then when the thing isn't the best thing to do anymore for their customer, they still push the shit because that's the thing where they know how to do, they have processes for, and they make margin on. And going out and figuring out now, okay, we figured out SEO, we've been doing it for the past 15 years. And then having to go and say, okay, now we got to go figure out LinkedIn organic content marketing, productize that, convince customers that they need it when they don't really think that they need it right now, 
go and get customers, lose money for a significant period of time. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. Let's just camp around and keep doing SEO while the performance declines for our customers, which is a core thing. Like we are channel and program agnostic. There are channels and programs that we prioritize more than others because they work more consistently for uh, for others or have more upside. But when it comes to this, this is really, it's a, it's a game of prioritization. Nothing's dead. Cold calling, not dead. Trade email. show booths, not yeah, dead. Yeah. LinkedIn, TikTok, email, none of them are dead. It's just, if you have a defined amount, a specific amount of money and people, where are you gonna focus those people to get the best ROI? And I don't know why people just don't, they don't ask that question enough. So they end up having a big team or a small team that does is doing 20 things, not well, instead of two or three things that are the best things to do right now, which is what my company does. Podcast, LinkedIn, TikTok. If you're in B2B, that's, and live events, I consider a content creation strategy, not a, not a downstream program. Like that's, that's where you should be focused.